Welcome to episode 12 of the Eagles Fans Podcast, fresh off of the sad defeat in the playoffs to the Seattle Seahawks. The Eagles lose Carson Wentz early in the game, which really shot their chances of winning entirely. Of course, it was a fun season, very interesting one. The Eagles finished 9-7 and with a playoff berth after clinching the NFC East. It didn't end how we wanted it to, but us Eagles fans can hang our hat that we made it to the playoffs for the third year in a row. Carson finished the season healthy, except for in this playoff game, of course. But overall, a fun season, one that we can hang our hats on and be excited for the offseason. In this episode, I have Cody Triplett back with me. We play stay or go with the Eagles 2020 free agents. It's a fun part of the show, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, the fact that we even made it is um, reason enough to celebrate and think it's a successful year because – I mean, that was probably the most annoying part of the season was after we lost to Miami to have to deal with everybody uh, whining and crying about it. But, uh, yeah, the fact that we even made it, uh, the narratives that were put to bed uh, were fun. I think that was the, the biggest thing about this season was um, putting some of these whack narratives about the Eagles to bed. I mean, about Howie, about Doug, and, of course, about Carson and 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 it and it stinks for Carson. That's just that's what this game is. It just it sucks. Of course, it sucks that we lost, but it sucks that uh, Carson got hurt and wasn't able to finish. But other than that, I mean, uh, the the can't play sixteen games narrative was put to bed. Not an elite quarterback was put to bed. Doug's an elite coach, and Howie, whether many people disagree with his offseason moves or not, or like some of the free agents that just didn't work, or some of his draft picks, like. He's the one building these this the team that's been in the playoffs the past three seasons. Um, when we're probably I don't want to I don't want to discredit other teams that have dealt with injuries, but we're up there when it comes to like snake bit and injury rise, wouldn't you think? No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, each season we uh, we just have big guys that go down either early or often, and. This year, for sure. I mean, it's just it seemed like every other play it was, oh, well, there he goes, there he goes. And even in this game, Carson goes down, Brandon Graham looked like he got hurt. I, of course, he came back, but then Miles got hurt. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just it just seemed like every game we lost somebody. Um, Honest, honestly, honestly, Tyler, like I'm kind of glad that we lost now. That way we can get healthy. Yeah. You know, like, OK, so let's say we fucking win. And we got fucking three more guys out. Like, now what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I would have rather lost and got healthy than win and go to fucking Green Bay next week, like, completely unhealthy and get our fucking asses handed to us. Yeah, I mean, I think the difference of draft pick would have been, like, you know, a few spots if we would have advanced and then lost next week. But, I mean... I don't know. I, I, I struggle with that part of fandom. Like, do I even care if we can't win the Super Bowl? Of course, because, you know, no one team wins it every year unless you're a Patriots fan. But, I mean, of course you want to go as far as you can, but there's no oh, way goddamn team was going to win. Goddamn was I fucking excited for Tom Brady to fucking lose. Yeah, that that was great. We uh, every, every fan base appreciated that, not just Eagles fans. but uh, Fucking Derrick Henry's a fucking dog, dude. Yeah, he, he did have a great game against the Titans. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'm I'm kind of 
if, if Carson would have stayed healthy, then, you know, I would have, of course, wanted to w- win this game and then go play Green Bay when we get a few guys back. But the fact Absolutely. that Carson got hurt, it's like, let's just end it here. And I think 2020 is going to be a big year for us, but even more um, before we get there, like this 2020 offseason is going to be uh, a very uh, a crazy one for Eagles fans. I mean, since how he's been back calling the shots, he normally has had, you know, some pretty active and crazy off seasons, but this one for sure, we're going to see a lot of guys that we, that we like and that we don't like come and go. Um, so we're going to play stay or go, go or stay uh, with the Eagles 2020 free agents. So we'll start at the top. Uh, Nigel Bradham, Cody, stay or go? Stay, absolutely stay. You want him to say? I think the I think the thing with Bradham is we have a team option on him. I think he's the the only one on this list that we actually have uh, a little say in it because I, I I I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure his contract had a team option built into the last year. So if the price is right, and I think that's just like the the context that needs to go into each one of these is if the price is right. Like of course we'd love to have all these guys back if they were cheap deals. Um, right. But, of course, not all of them are going to be. But I think my vote for Nigel would be go. I, I want a complete overhaul of the the linebacking core. I really like uh, TJ Edwards and Nate Gary. I think both of them young, solid guys. And they're cheap guys, too. Like um, This defense, you're normally playing with two linebackers anyway, except in, in some fronts. And a lot of times you have uh, Malcolm in the box, but he's normally – you know, as a coverage safety, but he does roam in the middle. So I just, I feel like this off season is going to come down to uh, a lot of moves being made uh, with the cap in mind, not really, you know, talent acquisition. So I think Bradham's one of those guys where Howie just crunches the numbers and says, you know, we can draft a, a guy in the middle, middle rounds, late rounds, um, TJ Edwards, Nate Gary. I think they're two, uh, so and Duke Riley, I really like Duke Riley too. I think uh, I do into- too. I'm, I, I, sorry to interrupt you, but I I, I do too, and uh, I'm surprised that he didn't play more down the stretch. Yeah, there's a, there's a few guys on this team where uh, I don't understand the the snap distribution, but I mean Duke Riley's definitely one of them. He he's he's a stud on special teams, which he was in Atlanta before he came over, but the the. The puzzling thing about him was he was, uh, I think he was a second or third round pick for Atlanta out of LSU a couple years ago. And his yeah, rookie I think, was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And so I just think you you roll with the young guys at that position, uh, maybe drafts, uh, draft a linebacker in the, in the earlier rounds, I want to say like three or four. But I think Bradham's time in Philly's gone. He's just not as dynamic as he was his first few years here, like, the first couple seasons he was in Philly, he would he would make big plays. He would force turnovers. You would see him all over the field making plays. But now when I watch him, I just I don't even notice that he's out there anymore because he doesn't make much of an impact when I'm watching him. Yeah, I, no, I mean I completely understand, and uh, you know that's what that's what's tough is you know I and like I was texting you earlier, I was like, you even said you know it's those players that you love to hate see go. And, you know, and he is definitely one of them that I would hate to see go. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the toughest part about being a fan is you build those – well, I wouldn't really call them relationships. But you build those connections with these guys that it's like, you know, that's what you love about the team is the guys on the team. And 
yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those guys. Of course, he's part of that Super Bowl team. But I just think his time in Philly, uh, the tag, I mean, the price tag that he'll probably fetch and the fact that we have other areas of need, I, I say he goes. So moving down the list, this is probably the guy that I would pound the table hardest for is Rodney McLeod. Stay or go for you. I, I'm going to say go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say go. Um I love Rodney, but at times he was kind of a casualty in the backfield, I thought. And uh, I just think we need to get younger. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he'll be he'll be 30 before next season starts. And I think this is the, uh, the flip-flop for me and you. Nigel is one of those guys for you, and Rodney's just one of those guys for me. I mean, um. You are right. He he did have a few plays this year uh, where it was he. I mean, in, even in the Seattle game, that that deep play to uh, DK, that was his fault. Where the the coverage was supposed to roll over and he was supposed to stay high, and um, that's why Maddox was trailing because he thought he had uh, McLeod deep, and you could easily see on the replay uh, McLeod's in the flat guard and nobody. So that was his whiff, but. I just I like the way he plays. I like uh, the toughness. He brings an attitude. I think him and Malcolm are a great tandem. But I mean, I can't disagree with uh, with your opinion on him. He's just yeah, he's just like Brad. I mean, he's one of those guys I just I would hate to see go. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna and say I, emotionally. Yeah, I mean, and and, and I agree with you. I, I would love to see him back, but you know, after uh, that interview that Malcolm had. Um, and, you know, Rodney's contract is expiring. I don't see them bringing both back. Yeah. They're going to bring one back. And I think if they were going to bring one back, they'd bring back Malcolm. Yeah. In, in, my, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, uh, he, you know, he's a, he's a captain of the defense. Um, Rodney's a good player. You know, I, I loved him in Philadelphia. You know, like you said, he brought that attitude, that, that demeanor, you know, uh, you know, um, and, uh, I think when uh, push comes to shove, you know, they're going to pick Malcolm over him. Yeah, I think you have to bring Malcolm back. Um, I think about it a lot because we're we're always riddled with injuries and we always have those seasons where um, it just seems like the attitude of the team and the culture of the team reigns supreme and it shines. And when you think about this team and you think about the culture, guys, I think Malcolm is probably the the biggest in that he's the team leader in my opinion like on both sides of the ball so I think it's a no-brainer to bring Malcolm back uh he's played every snap this year and I think night over 98 percent of snaps since he's been an eagle which is just insane he plays special teams so yeah you definitely got to bring Malcolm back uh I would sad to see Rodney go my vote will be stay but that's just out of emotion so I could easily see him gone though but the next guy Jordan Howard stay or go and see, that's tough. Uh, I would like to see him stay just because of uh, the year that he had when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like he could have been our first 1,000-yard rusher in a couple years. Um, but at the same time, you know, you got the emergence of Miles Sanders and the recently Boston Scott. So, I yeah. mean – Who's going to get all those carries, you know? I mean, in theory, a, a three-headed monster sounds good. 
But, you know, everybody's got everybody's going to want the ball. So, at the same time, you got you kind of got to think of that. But uh, I would like to see him back because, you know, I watched him when he was uh, in Chicago, and I thought he was uh, a hell of a good running back. You know, I, th- I thought he was kind of like a Marshawn Lynch type. You know, he'll, he'll run you over. You know, he'll go those tough yards. He ain't going to burn you down the field. Um, yeah. But, you know, he, he will get those tough yards, and he'll – you know, he'll, he'll battle. And, uh, you know, that was tough to see him, you know, get that shoulder injury and, uh, be out for so long. But, um, I would like to see him back, you know, maybe on a one year, prove it like, um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think if you, if you, if we were doing stay or go, uh, right before that Chicago game, everybody would say stay. Um, I just think what miles did when he was out really changes the dynamic of the backfield going into the next season and beyond because I think Miles is going to be an elite running back and something we haven't really had in Philly since McCoy left. So, I mean, of course, like I said, the context of the the price of the deal, if it's a one-year, you know, $1.5 million deal, then yeah, I'd be happy to have him back because that'd be a very cheap backfield with Miles on his rookie deal, Boston Scott on a cheap deal, and then uh, Jordan Howard on a uh, one-year deal. So, I mean, if he if he's down to take less to stay in Philly, then I'd love to have him back. But who knows? Because there might be a team that saw what he did early in the season and you know want to sign him to a a more richer contract. So um, I would say stay, but it'll definitely depend on uh, how much and uh, how long. So um, the next guy, this is this is one of the toughest ones. Jason Peters. He. Uh, he said after the game that he wants to stay. He only wants to play in Philly, but you know you got you got guys like uh, Dillard and and Big V. So uh, stay or go on Jason Peters. Stay, absolutely stay. Yeah. The bodyguard. Yeah, that's. I mean, he's a he's a the legend. The bodyguard. Yeah. The bodyguard. I mean, uh, the the fact that you know he came back from a torn ACL and had a complete year and. Uh, stayed healthy and you know he competed you know yeah sometimes he got beat but you know the perfect offensive lineman in the league is going to get beat every now and then and um you know the fact that he's still in the consideration for one of the top left tackles in the league at his age is very impressive so absolutely stay absolutely yeah he had a rough game this week against Clowney and the uh the Seahawks but I mean if again like um, I'm going to keep saying with each guy we get to the context of the deal is really what makes or breaks it. So if he, if he really wants to stay in Philly and he'll be uh, 37 this year. So, I mean, that's getting really up there, especially for an offensive lineman. But if, uh, if he wants to come back and the deal is cheap enough for the Eagles to fit it in there, because and a lot of people throw out the, uh, the Andre Dillard thing. It's well, then why we draft Dillard, uh, because he, we need left tackle depth. We need offensive linemen. Like just because Dillard was drafted in the first round doesn't mean like there's a necessity to play him. If you sign Peters back on a one year deal and they battle it out in camp and Peters wins out, then then that means you have the better left tackle playing. It's I just I don't understand the 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 fuss over bringing him back uh, because Dillard's in the fold the best tackle will play and then the other one will back him up and we'll have depth along the offensive line so I think it'd be a no-brainer if the if the deal worked out right so my vote would be stay for Peters as well um this guy I mean 
it's almost not even worth talking about it. I mean, I love him. Nobody else does. Nelson Aguilar, stay or go. I know you would love for him to stay, but I think he's going to go. And uh, I think I think he's going to go because I think the wide receiver position needs a complete overhaul. Yeah. Uh, like you said, like you said earlier when we were texting, um, that whole position group just needs a change. And I think the only person that is going to stay is Deshaun Jackson because he could mm-hmm. take the top off. And uh, I think because he's had a lot of time off, I think he's going to come back um, healthier than ever. Um, but I see the Eagles. Um, you know, getting Carson a true number one, having uh, Deshaun Jackson as a number two, and then uh, I think they're gonna, you know, maybe get a guy in the draft that uh, you know can play slot, you know, can take Aguilar's role, and I hope Doug adapts because I do like Nelson. He's made big plays, he's had good games, but he Doug just doesn't use him right. And um, for Nelson's sake, I hope that he can find somebody that can use him right. Yeah, I mean, that's it's probably just the most frustrating conversations I have with anybody uh, that knows a lick about football is that, you know, oh, well, he drops the ball. It's like, okay, well, what about the guy that's on his team that has more drops than he does? Why don't we talk about Alshon that way? And, of course, you know, most Eagles fans are over Alshon anyway. But I just think, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. The reason Aguilar doesn't work in Philly is not because of Nelson Aguilar. It's because of the way he's used. If you go back to 2017, like I've said millions of times, that proof is in the pudding of how he can play, how he can be utilized. He's successful. And, I mean, this year at the beginning of the season, when um, Deshaun got hurt week one, I mean, uh, beginning of game two, and Alshon missed that game uh, in majority two, eight grabs, 107 yards, and a touchdown. And, of course, it's overshadowed by the drop. But then the next week, eight grabs, 50 yards, two touchdowns. It's just this guy can be successful, and he's a talented wide receiver. It's just you have the the narrative around him that he can't catch, um, and he's just he's a bum, which he's not. I mean, he, the guy's got talent. He's a first-round pick. And uh, part of me really hopes he does go somewhere, like you said, that uh, he can flourish and uh, the coaching staff will use him properly. So, I mean – I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you see him pop up in, you know, place like Kansas City or New England or any of these places that have a, a really uh, top notch head coach that'll will utilize Nelson the right way. But I mean, I I want him to stay, but my vote will be go. He's gone. So next guy on the list probably uh joined at the hip with Nelson for uh disliking of Eagles fans, it'll be Ronald Darby. What do you got? Stay or go? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. Um, I thought he was a hell of a player coming out of Florida State. He had a, you know, maybe a year or two uh, good years in Buffalo. And um, I like his upside, but uh, he's injury prone. He's a liability. And um you know, it's it's just time to move on. Yeah, I think uh, he had his rookie year in Buffalo was tremendous. I mean, right after that year, uh, people were talking about him being top 10 corner just off of that. But um, when he came to Philly, I was super excited. I felt like we fleeced the Bills by giving them uh, Matthews and a mid-round pick for Darby because I thought he was going to be a, uh, a Pro Bowl corner in Philly, which we haven't had since uh, Samuel. But he just um, – he gets beat too often. Uh, I know a lot of it 
is uh, there's more to uh, the play than just what we see. Um, even Schwartz has come out multiple times defending him, saying there's a lot of times where he's getting beat where it's my fault on the play call or, you know, somebody's not rotating or uh, assignments are blown. So I think, like I said, there's more to it than just his talent. Uh, I just I think those things matter to uh, to a football team. Like if if I'm Howie Roseman, the, the narrative around Ronald Darby is that he's garbage by Eagles fans. And I think that um, whether how much it, it comes into play, I think it, it matters. Um, just like, could you imagine uh, the outrage if uh, Howie Roseman re-signed Nelson Aguilar to like a multi-year deal? So I think those things play, uh, play a role. So I think my vote for Ronald Darby will be go. I just, I don't think he's as bad as most people think, so. I think he's one of those guys that he'll go somewhere else and you'll see that he, uh, he's, he's got the talent. All right. Next guy, uh, Tim Jernigan, stay or go? I would love to see him stay. He's got the swagger. I think him and Cox play good with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's just got that dog mentality. I mean, you could, you could just tell, like, the pregame – pregame dances like you know he's just got that swagger he's he's ready to he's ready to eat you is what he is and uh i would like to see them bring him back on like a one or maybe two year deal and uh especially because i saw that uh malik jackson might not even be ready for training camp so i could see that maybe they bring him back on a cheap deal just uh as uh insurance in case jackson's not ready to go yeah, I agree with you uh, completely. I think uh, Jernigan is uh, severely underrated. I think he's a really good defensive tackle. I think he would have been much more successful this year if Jackson was healthy because I think his true role is a rotational defensive tackle. I don't think he's – I just don't think he's got the, the motor to be a guy that sticks in there uh, every down like Fletcher Cox would be, but – uh, he would be a, a a true rotational defensive tackle. I just don't know if he comes back because of the fact that somebody else might want to offer him more than we would. And um, like you said, Jackson might not be back ready to go at the beginning of next year, but he should be back at some point next year, and that'll play a part. And another guy uh, on the defensive line, uh, Anthony Rush, I feel like he played – uh, very well this year. He was a uh, a bright spot, a young guy that uh, should be around for a while. Um, so I want him to stay. Do I think he stays? No. Uh, if he does come, I think it might be something where uh, it'll be a, a super late signing by the Eagles, uh, completely after the draft, completely after, you know, like OTAs and spring and summer workouts. And I think um, if, we, if we do re-sign him, it'll be closer to training camp that he comes back in kind of how it was this past season. So moving on from Jernigan, we've got your guy, Jalen Mills. Stay or go? Absolutely stay. Absolutely. Um, I know years past, everybody criticized him for getting beat deep. Yeah, he ain't a burner corner, but he's going to get in your face. He's going to make your life hell from kickoff to, to the end of the game. And uh, when he came back from that foot injury this year, he just, I mean, his very first game, you know, he had a beautiful pick in the end zone in Dallas. Yeah. And Jalen Mills, 
necessarily ain't really a ball hawk, but that pick just stood out to me, and I was like, damn, this guy's ready to play. And uh, he, he he's going to show up, and um, I I hope they bring him back because that's my guy. I mean, you know that, Tyler. That's my guy. I hope they bring him back. He's got that dog mentality um, as a corner that whoever is lining up in front of him, you know, he's just going to eat at him. He's just going to keep eating. And, uh, you know, he's going to try to get in the receiver's head. And, and I think, uh, you know, he may not be a shutdown corner, but, you know, I think we do need that mentality, as, you know, ha- as one corner on our team, you know, not necessarily every corner, but I think we need to have a corner that's going to be that guy that's just going to get in somebody's head, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I do hope Jalen Mills comes back. He's uh, my favorite player on the team. Yeah, out of all these free agents, um, there's probably uh, two that I would sign to a multi-year deal. Most of them would just get a one-year offer from me. But Jalen would definitely be the uh, the candidate for me to get a multi-year deal. I'm thinking three to four. But he he played – this was his best year by far, like you said. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He – um. He played phenomenal for the the minute he came back, and um, like you said, the narrative with Jalen is that he's consistently beat deep. And like we've said multiple times on the podcast, if you understand the schematics of the defense and of Jim's defense specifically, that corners are on an island, and if the pass rush doesn't get there, then you're going to get beaten. Like I've said before, you I, we could have Jalen Ramsey, Stephon Gilmore and Chris Harris as our three top corners. And if the pass rush doesn't get there, they're going to be, get beat. Like, that's just – that's what it is when you play corner with uh, with no help over the top. So, I think Jalen played his best year um, this year. His, uh, his Instagram post today made me a little worried because it just – the tone of it sounded like a farewell, like, see you guys later. So, I hope yeah, he comes I, back. I agree. I try to ignore it. And uh, I don't know if it was just kind of like – you know, bummed out that they just lost, but I hope he comes back. You know, I that green goblin, you know, like the green hair, you know, like the Kelly green, like it just suits Philadelphia. And uh, I can't see him, you know, suiting up for another team. And I just hope he comes back. Yeah, I think his attitude definitely fits Philly better than most places. And I think he wants to be back. Uh, who knows? I think he's definitely one of those players that will – uh, just take the biggest deal. I think he's one of those guys that um, he's confident in himself. He thinks he's better than he actually is, and he might be one of those guys that we lose just because somebody else was able to able to offer him more than we were. So, uh, moving yeah, on. I mean, this, go ahead. Oh, no worries. Um, next guy actually ties into Nigel Bradham because we didn't even mention him when we were talking about the linebackers. Camus Grugier-Hill, do you think he should stay or go? That's tough. Um, at 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 times he's played good, but at times, and like you said, sometimes you don't even know Bradham's on the field. Sometimes I don't know Hills on the field, you know. And uh, you know, I, it's kind of like it, it's it's kind of fifty fifty. So uh, that's kind of a toss up for me. I can't really give you a clear answer on that. Yeah, like I said before, talking about Nigel, I think 
speaking of Camus now, I would definitely say Bradham should go. Uh, I think Camus has all the physical tools to be a good linebacker in this defense. Uh, he also adds um, special teams talent. I think I'm pretty sure he's been a captain since he's been here, which is insane. Um, I just think he's a he's a, a core guy. He's a glue guy. He plays hard. He's athletic. He's got all the tools he needs. So, like I said, if the deal's right, then I'd love to have him back. But if somebody else offers him big money, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, have a bidding war with any team for Kamu, but I'd love to have him back, so my vote will be stay. Um, next one, Big V, Big Vitae, stay or go? Yeah. Why you got to do this to me? I think this is one of the more easy ones. Like, of course, we want him to stay. We want all these guys to stay, but I think I think Big V's gone. I think he's probably one of the more... Um, done deals like I think you put him up there with with Darby and Aguilar for gone not necessarily that we don't want him back but that you're gonna have a team like Cleveland like Miami like the Jets like you know any of these bottom feeder teams that have offensive line issues that look at him and say you know that's a that's a serviceable right tackle that we can get for market value so I think Big V's gone I think it's a done deal I mean I I I would agree with you because uh more times than not Almost every time I see a replay of him, he's just getting eat up. And, yep. uh, but at the same time, I've seen replays where he's just stalwart, you know? So it's like. Who, yeah, I'd say he's an average who, tackle. Who, I, I wouldn't say he's a pro bowler and I wouldn't say he's a scrub. I just feel like he'll be a, he'll be a serviceable right tackle for some team. I would agree with that. Yeah. Next guy's got a, a a soft spot in my heart. Vinny Curry, stay or go? Oh man, Philadelphia, we got to keep him, man. I mean, he, I think he's New Jersey born. Um, yep. He was born. He was born an Eagles fan. Um, was part of the first Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Um, played a huge part. Played a huge part. Um, obviously, you know, cap casualties. We couldn't keep him after that Super Bowl year. And uh, you know he he wanted to sign a cheap year, uh, a cheap deal to come back. Um, I say you keep him, man. I mean, I think he's a great rotational uh, defensive end. Um, I say you keep him. Yeah, I'd love to have Vinny back. I know at the beginning of the year, most people close to the team um, didn't like Vinny. Didn't think that he was worth a lick. I think he's a a very good uh, rotational defensive end, like you just said. Uh, he'll be 32 by the time the season starts, so I don't know if it'll be a clear re-sign like you see um, for some of these guys that do come back. I don't think it'll be um, early. I think he'll be lumped in with guys like uh, Timmy Jernigan to where the the offseason plan just doesn't pan out, and Doug and Howie go, you know, we need we need depth on the defensive line. Um, especially for camp and early season, let's bring Vinny back. So I think he could be back because I don't think there's going to be many teams that offer him much. But I think one-year deal, bring a 32-year-old uh, veteran back that knows the defense, uh, knows the team. I'd love to have Vinny back. I think he stays. I just don't think it, it happens sooner as, as soon as other deals might. So um, my vote for Vinny would be stay. What was your vote? Stay. Stay for Vinny, unanimous. Okay. Next guy, very, very um, interesting. Corey Clement, stay or go? I think he's go- I think he's good as gone, honestly. Yeah, I think 
Um, I like him, mm-hmm. but I think he's kind of got that injury-prone label. Um, yeah. He hasn't been able to stay healthy since the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, with the emergence of Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, I think he's gone. Yeah, I, I agree with you, too. I think finishing uh, back-to-back years on IR, you have uh, Boston Scott and Miles Sanders, like you said. I just think it'd be tough to to bring him back outside of a super cheap deal to compete in camp, which it, it could be a possibility. But if you're asking me if Corey's on the 53-man roster next year, I'm going to have to vote no. So I'm going to say Corey is a go. Uh, second to last guy, Cam Johnston. Stay or go? Oh, keep his ass. Yeah, I think I think he's one of the best punters in the league. I mean, keep his ass. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is with Australian punters, but they can kick the shit out of that ball. Like, yeah, and get it where I they mean, need. Oh, dude, they can just kick the shit out of that ball. Keep them. I mean, where where are you going to find a good punter? I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, you might find one that gets released or, you know, I mean, he's young, you know, obviously we know what he can do. Like, just keep him, you know, same with Jake Elliott. Like, there's no reason to get rid of your key special team guys for for no reason, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Cam Johnson stays. I think that one's a no-brainer. I think you'd probably see a deal with him uh, sooner rather than later, probably sooner than most of these guys, actually. Um, one of the best punters in the league, I'd say, um, he's, he's, he's so valuable, uh, um, to people that know the game because field position is so key, especially in like, especially in the Seahawks game, like to be able to get them, uh, as far back as possible down them within the 10, within the 15, um, which he did multiple times in that game and just. All season long, he came up with clutch punts, and that really matters in games. It's big time. So I think Cam Johnson is back next year as the Eagles punter. Last, and I wouldn't say not least or least, but last guy we got, Nate Sudfeld. Stay or go? I think he knows the offense. And, um, you know, that was kind of a bummer. He got hurt in the preseason. Yeah. Um, But I think if anybody – if anybody was going to back up Carson, I'd pick him, and that's mm-hmm. league-wide because he knows the offense. He's played in the offense, and um, I think that could be beneficial. So I I, I, I stay, stay on Nate Sudfield. Yeah, I think he stays. I don't know if he if he ends up as the, the backup to Carson going into next year. I just think he'll be around. I think he'll um, – He'll sign a deal to come back or, I mean, I don't know. I could see another team giving him the opportunity because I think, I think Howie really has to, and that's the sucky thing too, because if Carson would have stayed healthy, the narrative disappears uh, if he didn't get hurt in the Seahawks game. But I think if you're Howie, you just, you have to have that insurance policy and you have to go get a, a guy to back Carson up that can come in and really, uh, give the team a chance to win because when McCown came in, I you know, I just didn't think that there. I was like, that's it. There's there's no way that this guy is going to be able to run this offense, be dynamic, and make plays down the field. So uh, I think Nate Sudfield comes back, but I don't think he wins the job, and he probably goes elsewhere. So my final vote would be go on Nate Sudfield. So those are the uh, 
the Eagles 2020 free agents, it'll be it'll be so interesting. And I think the offseason will be based on the the outcome of these guys is really where um, they have to focus on these guys first. And these are the guys they can focus on first because they can resign them at any point in the offseason. So it'll be fun to see what they do. All right, guys, that'll do it for episode 12 of the Eagles Fans Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Me and Cody had fun playing Stay or Go. This offseason will only get more interesting and more exciting, so I hope to bring you guys great content on the podcast and on my Instagram. If you haven't already followed me on there, it's at Eagles Fans. And also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review of this podcast down at the bottom. It means a lot to me. I appreciate all your guys' support. Go Birds!